Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, unique retelling of classic fairy tales, crimson-haired herbalists with an independent attitude, princes with either control issues or too much time on their hands, intriguing plot twists, and fun character dynamics. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger View, episode 345, Snow White with the Red Hair. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review, some podcasts and making reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zant, and konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast that's been going on for so many years now. Like I said, I'm your host Zan, and I hope that you're doing very well. I've been very chill and very, just, pretty cool. Been prepping for this wonderful holiday season, also been putting up a Christmas tree, that's always fun. But I digress. Things have been good on my end. I hope things are good on your end. Also, I've been starting to work on something for an upcoming convention, which may be a little bit of a secret project for right now. But if you want to know more, email me, zanspirekin.com, and I might give you some hints on what's going on. I may want some feedback as well if you guys have any ideas on what I should add to the secret project. But... I am getting way ahead of myself. Some of you who are joining us for the first time are wondering, what is this podcast about? I thought it was a manga review. Well, yes it is. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connected enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Pretty much every episode we talk about one to two different geeky topics, specifically this one's manga, and we tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't ask me with anything that I or my co-host say in our review, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. Now you can find any of our earlier episodes or any of our other podcasts at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, Whew, and various other social media sites. Just type in SPIRK. AKN, I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. Also, fun fact to all my fans, if you would, go to the iTunes store. I'll put a link in the show notes and find us and give us a rating on iTunes. Give us a nice little bump up. We've been trying to work hard for the last couple years and for some reason a lot of our reviews have disappeared. So go there and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or concern, you can also email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at S-P-I-R-A-K-N at Spirekin.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can. So now that all of that laundry list stuff is out of the way, let's get to it, shall we? Because today is December 11th and that is 14 days before Christmas and 13, no, 12 days before Hanukkah starts. So a lot's going on and some of you are wondering what should I get my special friend, family member, myself, or someone for these holiday seasons. Well, Spirekin's got that for you because we've got a bunch of releases that came out yesterday, December 10th. And what came out yesterday? Well, tons of things. Just for mention, we have Aphoretta I Heart Izakai Volume 1, the manga. Also, Aphoretta I Love Izakai Volume 1, the manga. Bakano Volume 12, the light novel. We're almost getting to present now. I think there's only 15 volumes in the light novel series, and that's something I definitely am interested in. You have Boarding School Juliet Volume 9. Chow School Road Volume 7, Dragon Quest Monster Plus Volume 5, Eden Zero Volume 3, Fairy Tale Battle Royale Volume 4. Now that's a weird fucking series, I'll tell you that much. You have Gal Gohan Volume 1, you have Grand Blue Fantasy, the manga Volume 2, 
Hori Miyu Volume 13, the next one which I am totally going to be getting, which is How a Realistic Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom, the Light Novel, Volume 5. I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Level, Volume 6. Carnival, Volume 9. Kingdom Hearts X, the Light Novel. Kiss Me at the Stroke of Midnight, Volume 10. Comey Can't Communicate, Volume 4. Machi Maho, I Messed Up and Made the Wrong Person to a Magical Girl, Volume 4. Mission of Love, Volume 19. Plunderer, Volume 3. Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, Volume 10. That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Volume 7, The Light Novel. The Golden Sheep, Volume 2. The Ideal Sponge's Life, Volume 4. Vinland Saga, Volume 11. Those are the omnibuses, so they're pretty fucking big. You have Yamushi Petal, Volume 13. And Yuri Is My Job, Volume 5. And I've got to say, that's an excellent spread of manga for all different love types. If you like sports manga, if you like Yuri, if you like Isekai series, if you like awkward romances, if you like video game parodies, if you want something that's completely random and weird, or if you want that weird forbidden romance, it's all in there. For me personally, like I said, Bacchanal I'm very excited for. How Realistic Hero I'm excited for. Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, the Ideal Sponger's Life, and definitely I want to check out Vinland Saga because it is insane and crazy. Also, Aphorite I've been dabbling into a little bit. Let me know what you guys are interested in. Email me, zanspirekin.com. Let me know what excites you guys the most. What mangas you want to buy, or what mangas you think are terrible and overrated. So far, the only ones that I think are really overrated are... Well, Grand Blue Fantasy, I have not been a fan of too much. Um, Chow School Road, Volume 7? Eh, it's okay. But actually, that's it. Just the two. I'm kind of wishy-washy on. The rest, I'm actually enjoying. It's a good week for manga releases. But let me know what you guys are interested in. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to the review, shall we? Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And if Dictator on TV, they're reviewing a manga... That was written by Sarata Akazuki. And I've got to say that Akazuki-san puts a lot of show notes in this manga. There are notes everywhere. They're very funny and whimsical and get into her mindset a little bit. Or his mindset. Their, their mindset. Uh, this was published by Hakusensha. So that pretty much means it's going to be released over here by Viz Media. It is a shoujo series. It's also a fantasy romance. It came out in 2006, it's still coming out, and there are currently 21 volumes. There's also an anime series with two seasons and two OVAs that's very popular. Greta is a huge fan of the anime series, and I may or may not have bought her the first volume for Christmas, but I don't think she's going to hear that. Originally she was going to be in this episode, but work stuff happened, so she sends her apologies, but worry not. We have a bunch of other stuff happening this week, and I guarantee you she's going to be in those because we've got a lot of stuff we're reviewing, including a certain little film series that we've been binging to get to because we have an awesome, well, review for a new movie coming out. Well, it might be awesome. It might be terrible. The last one was questionable at best, but we digress. And the manga that we're talking about right now is called Akagami no Shiro Yukihime, or... Snow White with the red hair. And this is a retelling by Sorata Akazuki of Snow White. And it's done in a very unique way because originally this was going to be a one shot and that's spun into its own thing. And this is the story of 
Prince Raj of Tanbaran. He is a spoiled, horrible, well, just he's a jerk who talks down to his servants. And the first line is mirror, mirror on the wall. Uh, I'm not a mirror, sir. Shut up. You're a servant. You're whatever I want you to be. So who is the fairest in the land? Well, there's rumors about a girl in the peasant area. I think she's a herbalist with red hair. Red hair, you say? That sounds kind of intriguing. That'd be a nice addition to my harem collection. Make a choice to her. Tell her that she is to be my next concubine. And that's where this starts. Shiroyuki is an herbalist in the country of Tanbaran, and she's very good at her job, and she's loving and caring to everybody. If you come to her with a problem, she'll help you out. If you don't have the money for it, you can pay in other ways, like give her bread, give her a cake, or you can pay her later. Super nice. And one day, a servant for the king or prince shows up and says, you're going to be his next concubine. Pack up your stuff and go to the castle so that you can begin your life as his whore. Shiroyuki is told this and she's like, oh, okay, well, why, why does he want me? Because he's never met me and I can't do that. I'm, I'm a herbalist. He's like, it's because of your long flowing red hair. That's what he is in love with. So she thinks about it. And she makes a very important decision. She takes a pair of scissors and cuts her red hair. Cuts it down. Puts it in an envelope and leaves it in her herbalist shop. Grabs some clothes. Grabs some herbs and leaves the country fleeing. Saying, you know what? Peace! I don't need this. And she ends up going away and running away. And as she's going away, she's traveling. She travels a country over and ends up at this little, well, there's a house that's been not abandoned, but no one's there. She's not going to invade in, so she ends up falling asleep by the house. And she bumps into this weird guy with a sword who's like, Oh, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. Well, I didn't mean to hurt you. It becomes a whole, the comedy aspect of them running to each other. Something happens, and the guy who shows up introduces himself as Zen. And since they were introduced, he ended up hurting himself. And she says, Listen, I'm a herbalist. I have some medicine that'll make that feel better. And as he's saying this, two people show up and accuse Shiroyuki of trying to hurt Zen. He's like, he's like, wait, what? I wouldn't hurt him, but fine. And so they don't trust him. They think that maybe Shiroyuki's an assassin for whatever reason. For this, this guy named Zen. She's like, alright, fine. She goes, takes Zen's sword and bashes it against her arm. Not breaking her arm, but hurting her arm really bad. And she uses the herbs on herself saying, I don't make poisons. I know how to make them, but I don't carry poisons. It's fine. So Zen ends up apologizing. He, and they end up talking about it. And she explains how she ran away. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, that jerk Raj? I mean, the prince, he's kind of a, he's kind of a weirdo. And as they're talking, walking around, they end up going back to the house. And they're able to get into the house. Maybe it was Zen's house. We don't know. And there's a basket waiting in front of the house. Bunch of shiny red apples. Red like her hair. And on top of these apples, there's a bundle. And as Shiroyuki opens it up, what is there? It's the hair that she cut. With the ribbon that she left. So apparently, Prince Raj hired someone to get her back. And he's known where she is the entire time. And as they're sitting there, 
Shiroyuki pretty much refuses anything that this asshole Raj is going to give her. So, Zen and his two friends, Mitsuhide and Kiki, are there, and Zen ends up eating one of these apples. And suddenly he suddenly feels ill. Turns out that these apples were poisoned. Raj had a pretty genius plan. She eats one of the apples, she'll be poisoned, she'll have to go to him for the antidote or else she'll die. The only thing is he forgot that she's kind of an herbalist. She knows about poisons and things like that. So, but still, Zen, this guy who's been really nice to her and really been helpful and just been very a sweet, nice guy that she could actually fall, fall in love with if she tried, is sick because of her. And as they're wondering what to do, the guy who was sent to get her shows up and explains the nefarious plan. Of, oh, it's such a shame that he got sick because of you. If you go to the prince, he'd probably have an antidote of some sort. So, Shiryuki agrees, but as long as he gets the antidote as soon as possible. She ends up going there, and Raj is really pissed off. He's like, oh, you are as beautiful as they say. It's a shame you ran away, though. It makes me look weak and impudent. So, in exchange for me giving you the antidote, you have to agree to be my concubine forever and never run away again. And as she's about to agree for the antidote, Zen shows up with his sword, saying, Shiryuki, don't do it. You can't give in to this guy. And Raj is like, who's this asshole? Why is he here? You shouldn't be here. Don't talk to me. I'm a prince. And you can't... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce myself, Zen says. And he shows the hilt of his sword. I'm Prince Zen Wisteria, the second Prince of Clarence, and you seem to have poisoned one of the princes of another country. This could cause problems when my brother finds out. It's like, oh God, Raj realizes he may have unintentionally started a war with a country that is bigger and stronger than him because he's an asshole. So he's like, I didn't do it. You can't prove anything. He's like, well, fine. Well, you give me the antidote, and then you swear off of Shiryuki forever, and we'll call it even. So, Raj agrees, and Shiryuki's now free. What is she going to do now that she is free to go where she wants to? She decides that her path is going to lead her to walk by Zen, her Prince Charming. And this was the beginning of the one, sh of the one shot. The first chapter is just this story. And from here it is the adventures of Shiryuki in Clarence trying to get closer to Prince Zen. And how will she do that? Well, she ends up wanting to become the court herbalist. You know, the court doctor. And if she lives in the castle, she could be by Zen. It won't be just the commoner who's hanging around the castle. She'll actually have a position. Now, there are people who do not want this to be the case. perfect example is the Marquis Haruka, who's the advisor in the castle when he thinks that Shiryuki isn't up on the level. That, oh, she's going to worm her way into your heart and then she'll slowly convince things and want to meet the king and do this and that and manipulate situations you can't be with a girl like that but zen really he doesn't give a shit zen is a prince who will shirk his duties and run away he's the second prince not the first prince now if you know about royal lineage it goes you generally there is an, a spare for the heir and that's what zen is the heir is his older brother and then there's zen so, when Zen's brother becomes king, Zen is just the prince. Until Zen's brother's kids happen, and then he is no longer an heir to the throne. He can do whatever he wants. 
But until then, he has to be there as kind of a not not a fake prince, but he's still got to be part of the government, and he doesn't need that. And oh, I forgot to mention, Mitsuhide and Kiki are his servants, who are also kind of a Greek choir who make things interesting. They're his best friends, and they're also kind of rooting for him to end up with Shiryuki because Shiryuki is such a good person, and she's not bad. Now, the first volume only has three chapters for Shiryuki. Then there's a bonus story that was written by Akizuki-san, which is actually very whimsical about um, a girl whose nickname is Summer and a boy whose nickname is Autumn and how they're having kind of a summer... Like, they're a friendship blooming into maybe a romance and how at the end they're going to be split apart forever and what will happen. It's very romantic and whimsical. Now, like I said, the first three chapters, pretty much the first one is the introduction, the one shot where she even explains the reason why she came up with this is because she wanted to recreate Snow White and her brain kept going to the apple that poisoned Snow White. And they're like, oh wait, what if I make the hair red? Apple red. Uh, Shiryuki with the red hair. Works. But um In every chapter she has little notes. In the second chapter she explains how her inker, who's also her mom, was getting really pissed off because this one character has an elaborate ink screen. And then the third chapter is her saying how happy she is and honored she is that her manga's been picked up and she wants to just do some great things with it. But more importantly than that, since this is a manga about an herbalist, she had to study about herbology. And her editor was like, oh, so you're reading a bunch of English publications? And she's like, no, there's a bunch of Japanese publications. And also, I can't read English. Sorry, I can't read any type of English character. So Kanagawa's out. And she goes into how intricate the study of herbology is. And how in Japanese culture, to become an herbalist is a long and hard road. And she's going to implement that into her manga. And that's the fascinating part is that this is not... Oh, I am Snow White. I'm a princess. This is all I do. No. Shiroyuki is a character who is... My goal is, yes, I want to be with Zen. But I have my own goals. I want to help people. I want to be an herbologist. And she wants to learn as much as she can. And she does this by experimentation and study. And it's fascinating to see her grow. The third chapter is all about her and her exam. And her exam is that... Uh, she has to take care of a garden for a couple of days, and she notices that there's something wrong with the garden. Some of the plants are wilting, and she discovers that one of the seeds that they gave her was not the seed that they thought it was. It's like, okay, this is a different plant. We have to move everything over. And she ends up having to spend an entire night moving all the plants over to accommodate for this flower, which if it mixes with the other plants, it ends up becoming toxic to them. And that's something you really wouldn't know. And it's intriguing how she is able to come across these scenarios, and she learns about them. The second volume, or second chapter, rather, is about her being kidnapped, and she uses her own skills to save the day. It's not, I'm waiting for my prince. It's, no, I'm going to try everything I can to be free, and I'm not going to give up. She ends up making a paralytic agent just from some herbs to paralyze the guy. Even though it doesn't work all the way, she figures that out quick. And so she is willing to bust her ass to be her own hero. And I do like that. It's a great um, example of a great female protagonist that doesn't need a hero that is her own hero. And that's a really big plus on my side. 
The art style is very well done. The story is inventive and unique, and i got to say, I would love to read more of this. For all these reasons, I've got to give this series a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will slow up, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zomo Gustar. It's a well-developed series that came out of a one-shot. And generally when that happens, the one-shot and the longer series never coexist. They don't work well. It's like, oh, the idea worked in the short form, but in the long form, it won't work out. This one works because you have so many layers going on. You have all the different character dynamics of each of them interacting with each other. You have the fact that Zen has multiple goals. Yes, he wants to be a Chiroyuki, but he has to deal with the fact that he is the heir to this, this the heir to the throne. He's the spare to the heir. If his brother dies, he has to become king. So until that point happens, he's kind of stuck in limbo. You have the Marquis, who he may be the bad guy. He might not be. His reasoning is sound. It's Look, a lot of people will abuse their relationship to royalty to get to the higher ups. So he's looking at interest at the crown. However, he is a bit discriminatory towards commoners. He's being discriminatory towards Shiryuki without knowing her. And on the one hand, it's yes, he's being a dick about it. But on the other hand, he is looking for the interest of the throne. You have the two subordinates who their first goal is making sure that Zen is safe, but... Mitohide and Kiki do want Zen to be happy, so they see that she is the way that he's going to be happy. So they're going to try to do something with that. And then, like I said, Shiroyuki, her whole motivation and how she is, is immaculate and amazing. It's an intriguing character who has a goal set in her and she wants to go further. It's not the, I'm the princess, that's it. She's not a princess, and that was what... Akizuki sensei wanted she didn't want a princess she wanted a motivated woman and that's what she's created and I gotta say I love it and I want to see more about it Greta is a hundred percent right this is a great series now if you agree with me email me zanspyrokin.com or comment below let me know what you think about this the random question of the day is what other fairy tales would you want to see Akizuki Sarada take a punch at to alter Personally, I'd love to see her take on Rapunzel or perhaps Beauty and the Beast. I think that would be engaging and intriguing. Let me know what you guys think. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zan, X-A-N, at S-P-I-R-A-K-N.com. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those lovely social media sites, just type in Spirekin, S-P-I-R-A-K-N, I guarantee you'll find us. And to help out the podcast, go to uh, podcast.apple.com to find us and leave us a good rating. Um, to make it easier, go to tinyurl.com forward slash help Zan, H-E-L-P-X-A-N. Go there, leave us an awesome comment, rate us high so we can get a little bit higher in the ranks. It's been a while since we've had some ratings but put us some, give us some good ratings let us know so guess that's it we should get to the part that a lot of you've been waiting for the most popular part of this podcast and what am i talking about i'm talking about that one that only the manga. 
Yes, friends, a Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, then only the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 346. And I'm excited because 346, I'd never expected to get to this point, but we're going to keep chugging along, keep going. And... I'm excited. Are you excited? I hope we're all excited. So let's spin to review the next episode, shall we? Not the best spin I've done, but it kind of works, and we're at number seven. So in the next episode, we're reviewing a manga which has a very cute and happy title, Happy Sugar Life. What's it about? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Either ways... Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys are doing great. And it's always awesome to have you guys listen to our podcast. Keep listening. Keep checking out. Keep reading manga. And this is your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time.